Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. Today is November the 16th. That's right. It's a Thursday. My name is Legrand, and I am joined by or with Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, Legrand. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. It's just us again. It just is. you and I. Cozy. Stoking the flames. Nice little fireside chat. That's right. Uh, I went and saw Justice League tonight. Did you? And uh, is it as terrible as I expect it to be? No, no, I liked it. Is it good? No. And my uh, eight-year-old loved it. You know, that's that's important, too. I think sometimes with entertainment, like video games and movies and stuff, we start to just think about it like adults. Like, is it a good adult movie? Like, is it something that's cool? But you know what? There are kids out there running around having fun with video games and having fun watching superheroes in movies, and I think we right. lose that sometimes. They uh, did a good job of injecting a lot of humor and comedy into what is otherwise a pretty bleak... Uh, universe, right? Like the DC movies had never been happy, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, so they did a good job, and the Flash kind of was a, the, that role. He was the, uh, you know, the, the goofy guy, the, the, the comedy relief of of the uh, the show. And, well, that's one of the things that I think makes the Marvel movies so successful is that I mean, a lot of times it's like a, an action movie, but it's a comedy. Like the Thor movie that just came out, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, it's so funny! It's so funny!" Like they talk about it as if it's a comedy movie and instead of like dude bros or like terrible SNL alumni you have right. like a superhero with like giant muscles and stuff and he has a hammer and whatever. And he's got some neat quips. Right? Yeah exactly and like the thing is though that in the Thor movie the kind of the one joke that they make over and over again is I'm so simple I don't understand someone help uh -huh. me. But you know it's okay it works for people it's alright. Yeah well this one yeah it was it was good I liked it. I I, I I liked it and I, I didn't see any reviews and I came home and looked at reviews and I saw that Rotten Tomatoes had a really bad rating and I was like that ain't, <laughs> that uh, I wouldn't give it that as, at all. Like, no, I I had a good time watching it. It's I good. like I think... I, well mostly because I'm I'm kind of a DC Comics fan I believe yeah. over Marvel especially so huh. I think that helps me to enjoy just seeing those characters be represented. So we've never seen you know a good Aquaman or a cyborg. Cyborg, even, yeah. Right? Uh, and the cyborg, I think. I think they did a really good job of putting those characters together. Good. Um, I think fun. they deserve to so. do a, a good job with their, you know, their movie efforts. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess what what has it been? I guess, I guess it's been like Batman versus Superman, which I don't know. They, they they've they've had a little bit. <laughs> they've had fits and starts. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. 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 Well, we got done, and my and my my eight year old was like, "Hey, Dad, we never watched Batman versus Superman." And I'm like, "Yeah, I did." Uh, <laughs> He's like, well, I never saw it. I want to watch it, and I'm like, because he was excited. He really liked, he really liked, uh, he liked it a lot. So it's huh. cool. So it was fun seeing it with him because I didn't know, I don't know how it was gonna be, right? So, I know yeah. for some reason we mentioned. I don't know why we were talking about it, but we mentioned Injustice on our last midweek show. Or was it the right. new show? Have you have you played that with them or have they seen it? Uh, they we played the first Injustice. Yeah, hmm. we played some of that. Um. I mean, it's on. Yeah, I think I have it on the PS4. You could just, you know, just make up your own dialogue as you play that game, and that can be your DC. Well, he kept on universe. asking me. He's like, "Hey, that's that's the suit that that uh, Iron Man gave him." Like he kept on like, uh oh, like oh, there's Iron Man. I'm like, no, that's Bruce Wayne. Like, whoops, because <laughs> you know he doesn't know. He's eight. He doesn't he doesn't understand that there's different superheroes like right. groups and companies, right? So. That was kind of. He kept on. It was saying it really loud too, which is kind of you know, <laughs> would have been super awkward if I was more neckbeardy. I think you're uh, embarrassing me, <laughs> right? 
so anyway, it was fun though. Good, good. Uh, well, that's awesome. But yeah, video games though, man. What uh, what are y'all been up to? We got some video Much? games. Yeah, let me let me tell you a little bit about what I've been uh, what I've been playing this week. So um, I wanted to start out with a, actually, in fact, both of these are, are technically new releases. Uh, the first thing that I've been playing is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, oh snap, that is out. Yeah, it is out. In fact, it's out as of today, as of right now, as of about I don't know, like an hour ago or something like that. They unlocked the the digital versions, and uh, man, that game is undergoing some turmoil right now. Like. Yeah. Well, you did know. you see the tweet or the post that they made? Oh about yeah, it? oh yeah. So okay, cool. it, I guess this is sort breaking of breaking news. I guess yeah, this is more you... newsy, but I guess it's kind of relevant, I guess, because you know, it's very relevant. A, a few hours ago, the game was like, well, you know, we're we're going to lower the prices on everybody, and it's going to be okay. But then there was this big outcry about like, well, that's not enough, and you guys are still being terrible. And so then they're like, well, we're going to make things like we're we're going to really adjust things for the community, and the community's like, no. And they're like, okay, about about 30 minutes before it launched, they're like, okay, we're taking out all microtransactions. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but also in their in their thing, it's like, well, they'll come back at some point when we determine. So I don't know. I, I don't really feel like it's worth getting that worked up about. I could be wrong, but I guess you're... See, the, here's the thing. I'm speaking from the standpoint of somebody who never maxes out a game. Like, I never get... Like, I'm still level 21 on Overwatch or something. Like, I've never... I've never gotten to the point where the metagame kicks in or where I, you know, where, where I know a thing about the unlocks or anything like that. So, I, I usually just... I, I just kind of, like, float along, and I'm like, well, that guy killed me. Maybe it's because he has a better gun, but I can't really tell. He's probably just better than me anyway. That's kind of where I am at on these games. And yeah. so like, I don't know, it's still fun to play though. So I, I guess that's kind of the thing is the moment to moment play is still good. Um, the thing that I've been playing different from the beta, because so, I think I had talked about the beta a few weeks back. Uh, now this is the the trial version that I got through uh, an EA uh, access. access. Yeah. Um, Are you he, playing on console then? Or uh, no, PC, PC. PC. So I did it on Origin. Does Origin have EA access? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it does. In fact, I, I don't even know. Here's the funny oh. thing. I don't think that the thing translates over. So if you have it on your Origin account, I don't think they link it to your console account at all. So it's a little weird. But That's kind of a bummer. It is It is a little bit. But, you know, if you're going to play games, you might as well just pick a platform. So I've been playing it on yeah, PC. PC. And, and the thing is now that they, in, in the trial version at least, they allowed you to play the campaign. So it's the first that we've uh, been able to play of the actual single-player uh, campaign where you play as uh, Idris Elba. No, it's not Idris Elba. I can't think of her name, though. It's like Is- Isidvello or something like that. The character, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I can't think of her name. Anyway, uh, so she's this Imperial, like, Special Forces commando. She does it all. She fights on the ground. She fights in outer space, um, can do all of it, fiercely loyal to the Empire, and the game kicks off basically at the end of Return of the Jedi. The, the Death Star 2 explodes, and like, holy crap, their entire world comes crashing down. They've got to pick up the pieces. And it's kind of an interesting premise. Like, I really dig when the Star Wars video game scene has gone in between and done some interesting things in between the movies um, and and have adapted it well, I think. And, and this seems to be... 
a pretty good adaptation. I mean, they've got some decent writing on it. The the tech is there, definitely. I mean, it's the the Frostbite 3 engine or whatever it is. Everything looks great. Uh, Battlefront the first, you know, last year, a couple years ago, looked really good. It looks even better now. Um, and now they've got, like, all these character-based things. So you've got, like, mo-capped characters emoting and having conversations. Um, that main character, you know, at, at that moment, I, I don't want really think it's a spoiler or anything, but at that moment, like, the face she makes while she's like talking to people looks so painful and like trying to be strong and somehow they captured that um hmm. pro- probably with like little golf balls on her face or something because they, they i mean they do <laughs> they do model it after an actress little, little polka dots on her face yeah exactly but it, but it comes across really well like the, you know the acting like uncharted well because uncharted is always like, really good at that yeah not far off i would say i mean for being a first person shooter it's not bad um, huh. And, you know, as a first-person shooter for Star Wars, this is probably the first time we've played a game like this since, like, Jedi Academy or something. So there was Dark Forces, then Jedi Knight, then Jedi Outcast, and then Jedi Academy, I think, were the... And, and I think after that, it's been, you know, third-person character action games. I mean, like, the Republic Commando and stuff like that. So this is the first that I, I can think of first-person Star Wars shooter. But you actually can still play it in third-person, and I... I kind of am more of a first-person person, but I have switched it to the third-person camera, and it actually works out really well. Um, yeah. As far as how the game plays, um, yeah, sort of like you'd imagine. I mean, it's basically moving point to point through little scripted scenes, um, cool events, things like that. Uh, as far as uh, what is different about this, uh, you still have your your main abilities. You know, you still have your cards. That same card system that they used in Battlefront so One. Sorry, they're dumb. Yeah, uh, it works out all right. I mean, basically, it just translates to abilities that you can swap in and out. So you essentially have a customizable character that uh, you know that you. You know, you, you find things and you earn unlocks for, for different uh, abilities. For example, uh, you start out with, like, this scan ability. So the, the main character, she has this droid who will do, like, scans and hacks and things like that. But you can swap out um, grenades or, or, sorry, thermal detonators. Uh, you can swap those out for, uh, like, this pulse weapon that disables everybody's blasters within a certain range for a certain period of time. And everybody, like, all the guys around you, like, will, like, look down at their guns and, like, start, like, shaking them and stuff and, like, trying to figure out why they're not working while you just shoot them in the face. Um, they have, uh, what, what other abilities do they have? They've got, like, shotguns and, and, um, uh, I mean, even the weapons still have secondary fire, so you, you can also pick up different kinds of weapons, which is cool. Uh, the big thing that's different in this is that as you go through the missions, at any point, you, c- you can come across these, like, um, I don't know, they're like crates or something, or, or like these, uh, terminals, I guess you'd say, and you can swap out your weapon loadout at any time, which is, which is kind of neat. Um, it has autosave points, so if you run into trouble doing certain things like I did, um, you know, you can just replay that over and over again. Sometimes the, the checkpoints are not quite as well-placed as you would like. I found myself replaying a certain section uh, quite a few times, but um, it feels good. Like, the blaster play is good. Um, you feel pretty tough shooting guys in the face. They, they changed the cooling system a little bit. Like, you can now reload. If, as long as you don't get to the overheat stage, you can kind of reload at any time. Uh, but mm-hmm. they, they still do have the minigame thing where you can do that rapid reload thing as well. 
Um, the Gears of War four thing. Activity yeah, exactly. Loop. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that that whole thing. Or Gears of War one. I guess. Gears, like, yeah, going all the way back to Gears of War right? one. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and there is a, a combination of both ground combat and uh, space. So you get out in a Tie Fighter and start shooting some stuff up, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it actually works better. I think I mentioned this during the the beta. Um, you, you can actually play much better with a mouse and keyboard than you could before. Um, there are some things that I miss, like the targeting system in the ships is not quite as good as as. I, I kind of like the way it was in the first game a little bit better, but um, the effects of, you know, just the visuals look really good. You know, shooting a, a Y-Wing until it comes apart. It's, it's just this great combination of exploding and dismantling or, or something. You know, I, I don't know how to explain that, but it just feels really good when you shoot an enemy ship and it, and it explodes. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, th- they actually will transition seamlessly between space and ground combat. I guess I can't talk too much about that because it, you know, gets into some specific scenes in the game. Um, all the checkpoints and stuff are good. The, they, they do that thing with the third star card, you know, where, where normally you had your, your, spe- your normal abilities, but then you had that special pickup. Uh, that's where you have your special weapons. Like you can get turrets or, uh, grenade launchers and things like that. And those will actually reload. So you don't burn those, you use them and then they go on just to cool down like anything else. So you kind of always have like either a rock rocket launcher or a you know, set of grenade launchers or whatever. I think that's what pisses me off about the cars is the fact that you can just use them and they're gone, right? Yeah, in this, they don't. So you pretty much that's get good. them and they stay there. They stay slotted in. Um, I, I don't really know. How, that, this is kind of the difficult thing. I don't really know how the progression is affected or not affected by the changes that EA is doing right now. Um, during the beta, you would, you would earn points at, uh, and the money credits were different than the crafting materials and stuff. Well, you, you could like buy cards, right? So in the normal progression, you unlock cards by just playing the game yeah. and the microtransactions allowed you just to buy those cards whenever. So if there was a certain kit or a certain meta that, you know, the top that was like considered the best, then people would just buy cards until they had that, right? Yeah. And maybe someone yep. who didn't, hadn't gotten so lucky or didn't have the money to drum, dump into it wouldn't have those that best yeah. loadout. But it's sort of like this hybrid system too because it, it does it sort of in an unlock uh, manner, like a, a, a merit XP unlock, I guess, but then also the money that you spent on it. And I'm now that they've taken out the microtransactions entirely, I'm not quite sure if that unbalances things or super balances things or if now it even matters. Because, you know, at some point when you take out unlocks, it kind of makes things a little too, you know... Like, like, if there's nothing to earn, then you kind of get a little bit of a malaise. Like, uh, you know, now what's the point? Um, but uh, you, you mean how games used to be? Well, not really. I mean, it's sort of like when... It's kind of... We've talked about this before in the show, too, where there's, like, this fine balance between making a game too hard and, and not hand holy, and then giving you too much, just like making something too easy where it takes away the challenge, or, you know, it, you, don't, you don't have a thing to reach for, I guess. Yeah, and, I get it. And, and I should say that I don't have direct experience just, you know, playing through it. The, 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 the multiplayer is still intact, of course, in the trial mode, and now the full version is unlocked, so now, of course, all of that uh, is, uh, uh, you know, is all unified now. Um, but the thing is, my takeaway from it is that, generally speaking, it's just fun to play. Uh, I, you know, I don't find myself... Um, lacking abilities um i I just kind of take what's in front of me and and you know use it as tools just like you would any other sort of game um and and i don't know i i don't know if if the hoopla is all worth it i I mean as much as we say that about stuff on the internet it's just like it seems a real shame that the focus has been on this economy that may or may not actually make it make a difference i guess sure to people Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and the thing is, I may not be sophisticated enough to really tell the difference either. But 
Anyway, had a lot of or fun. Or maybe so, you're just too old man and casual of a gamer, like maybe. you know, probably ninety percent of the people who are complaining, and yeah, it's not going to matter at all in general. Like, yeah, for sure. But it, it wouldn't have swayed my decision to to buy or not buy the game. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, and, and I do plan on picking this up with my um, Origin Access account. Um, you do get like a ten percent discount off of it. So you know, paying cool. for it for a month is like four bucks, I think. But then you get like six dollars off, so it's kind of a wash anyway. And you know, whatever. So I'll, I'll probably still be picking this up. I don't plan on having a lot of drama about microtransactions, especially now that they're not in there. So I guess we'll we'll kind of have to see how that. Yeah, turns you can't out. have any drama. Yeah, no, they've taken away my drama. But actually, now there's drama about the anti-drama, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Battlefront 2, still fun. Uh, still going to play it. I am really interested to see, though, how EA handles this. I mean, they are making some really, like, knee-jerk decisions. Um, I actually well, saw something... they're doing with Microsoft did with the Xbox, right? Yeah, like, kind of. And that... What, 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 what would have happened to Microsoft? They would have just stuck to their guns. What have we... I don't know. That, that's Who knows, right? Like, that's, that'll be the question we'll have to... Yeah. find out here and what will the microtransactions be when they finally bring them back if they're not going to be tied to progression like what they've said yeah so, right and then and how much is the community just going to dig in the heels and be like no no microtransactions of any kind and you know and how yeah, will this well, affect sales will it really affect the bottom line for it, it won't affect their bottom line there's no way i mean yeah. there's some ragey people on the internet but those ragey people are, are probably playing the game it's just those yeah. people are just so <laughs> passionate about star wars and passionate about battlefront that they just you know felt like it's kind of you know people tend to associate things so much to them their identity that when that identity is threatened by right. something like this or by the greater the greater pitchfork mentality of the internet then right. these people get personally offended and want to join in right yeah they feel like oh the by by EA doing this, is somehow it's offended them when it's like yeah, just don't buy the game, right? Like or or buy it and, and play it. I don't know. Like yeah. On, on the just, other I, hand, I, though, I think that a lot of people just tend to associate their likes and their you know with their own personal identity a little too much. Yeah. Uh, on this planet. You know? on, on the other hand, though, most downvoted post on reddit right yeah right yeah so that's that's just pretty funny i think that's just it's the sales again it it, it probably doesn't deserve it right Right. like no absolutely not i definitely there's there's plenty of other things in this world that happen that should be more downvoted. oh yeah in fact even disney i mean i I was seeing posts on the internet about the stuff where disney is you know still using random loot box things for games that they make for kids like i don't know where's the outrage for that there's not so well yeah it's like the freaking uh like even disney crossy road right right Yep. It's pure random if you buy a, a character, right? Yep. I don't know. Yep. And even then, I mean, you're still buying a something. It's like buying the little twisty ball. It's like nobody goes to the grocery stores with change anymore, so the kids can't buy the, <laughs> you know, the little capsule. The OG toys. loot boxes. <laughs> right? Machines. Am I right? That's exactly what it is. It's, you know, that's exactly what it is. And that's oh, why, man. even to the point where Crossy Road, the mechanism of delivering you that loot box is one of those. Yeah, capsule, a little bubble. Yeah, a little right? bubble comes out anyway. and pops open. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the second game I've been playing is actually technically a, a PC release from, I want to say, last year, but it's brand new this week uh, on the PlayStation Vita legacy platform. Uh, it's called Valhalla, uh, but it's spelled weird. It's V-A-1-1-H-A-L-L-A, but it's Valhalla for all practical purposes. And uh, Valhalla is pretty interesting. It is, um, at least in the marketing material, it is referred to as a cyberpunk bartender booze up um, booze em up, booze em up. Yeah, because you play oh, as man. a bartender in a dystopian future society, and basically the game is more or less a visual novel. 
and all you really do is talk to people, watch dialogue, and then mix some drinks for them. You mix drinks and change lives in Valhalla. Wow. Um, I first became aware of this game because they released the soundtrack to this on vinyl, and I know it kind of bleeds into the show a little bit, but uh, I had never heard of it before. I'm like, everybody, you know, they were selling this thing. I'm like, what's Valhalla? What's Valhalla? Well, their uh, website is waifubartending.com. That's, that's the website <laughs> for the game. Um, the, basically, what happens is you play the role of Jill, who's the bartender, and she's just kind of like a normal, like, everyman kind of person. She... She kind of represents the character in the conversations, like kind of being aware of the fact that, hey, we're in a future society, but she's always questioning things. Like people will come up and talk about like uh, robot sex workers and stuff like that. And she'll be like, oh, so what's that like? And they'll talk about it. The, 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 it all lives or dies based on the dialogue. And for example, there are prologue chapters where you kind of get used to the game and the bar Valhalla gets rented out by a toy company that is employed totally by corgi dogs like talking futuristic corgi dogs <laughs> what uh yeah and they have names like uh poo eater and uh just like all kinds of things like these dogs will come up to the bar and they'll just order drinks and they'll be like or sometimes they'll just like talk and they'll be like hey i want a beer <laughs> and and the, and the bartender's like okay uh you, you want that you know, virgin or, you know, whatever. And you just have these conversations and you don't really control the dialogue. It just happens in front of you. And uh, from what I understand, uh, there are multiple endings to this game and it's all based on how well you serve people their drinks and how well you mix their drinks correctly. The way the drinks work is that when somebody, you know, after the, the dialogue periods kind of happen and they're like, oh yeah, I want a drink, serve me one of these. Uh, it goes to this menu where you have like a bartender's guide that you can search for drinks by name, by type, or by flavor. Uh, but based on the conversation, they'll be like, I'm looking for something kind of strong today. And so you go and you look for the strong drinks. Or they'll ask for something by name and you'll go look for it by name. And it basically gives you the recipe for each drink. And it's made up of, well, I want to say, six different ingredients, which are all just like, you know, fake... Uh, you know, chemicals, basically. Because uh -huh. the thing is, these, this bar is like this... It's sort of like the McDonald's of bars, I guess. It's like they... Everything is sort of like franchised and stuff like that, and they kind of talk about that. And and uh, anyway, so so you make these drinks out of these uh, ingredients. Uh, you mix them or blend them. You put them on the rocks, age the, the ingredients or whatever. And if you do it right, it pops up a little drink in your menu and you can serve it, or it might end up with something that's kind of like just gibberish. Um, and, and it's all done, everything, so the look of this, the, the, the gibberish, I guess, is like gibberish text or something, like code or something like that, because the entire game is done in a, uh, like an old-timey, like, um, PC-88 kind of, like, look looking style, um, kind of primitive-looking graphics, but it works. It, it has kind of this, like, purple neon look to it, like, it's, the, the bar is dark, but it's also lit, so it's kind of got this purple... Uh, kind of hue to things and and kind of kind of looks neat, um, but I guess the progression in the game is just based on did you serve them the drink that they wanted or or a drink that maybe you inferred from their dialogue that they were interested in. Um, you can you can um, enhance the alcoholic beverage, uh, alcoholic nature of the beverage. There's I, I mean the ingredients are things like Adelheid and Bronson extract and Flanergeed and Carmatrine and Carmatrine is sort of like the alcohol and and the recipes will be like you can add more if you want to. And I guess you can get people drunker faster and it might change the dialogue <laughs> a little bit based on, you know, based on what you serve them. 
Um, but then, you know, there are different endings, I guess, based on how well you serve them their drinks, I suppose. Did and you finish it? No, no, no. I haven't gotten far in it at all. In fact, it, it is, um, it's a slow game. Uh, it just takes a long time to get through stuff. There's a lot of writing in it. And the writing is pretty clever. Uh, it, the thing is, it's not like, it, it's really fun and, and, and enjoyable, but it's not necessarily what I would call realistic. It, it's sort of like... Um, like TV shows like The West Wing, where everybody's just a little too snappy, like that Aaron Sorkin dialogue where everybody's got like their their monologues and dialogues, and it's like nobody would talk like that in real life, but yeah. but it kind of fits, like it's just enjoyable and fun to listen to, or in this case, fun to read. Um, and, and so it is, it is fun, but, you know, it's like conversations about all kinds of stuff, just all sorts of things, life and the future and racism and augmentation of limbs and things like that so the thing is it's all set in this backdrop of this dystopia but none of that you don't deal with any of that you know you don't have to deal with the gestapo future police or anything like that you're literally just serving people drinks and all of that stuff just comes through in the dialogue so they do a lot of world building through the dialogue and uh, it works it actually works it's really kind of fun uh that soundtrack that i mentioned uh turns out wow is like really good uh, there's, huh. a, there's an interesting mechanic where uh, it's kind of weird because before you begin a level, you know, you kind of talk about it. It's like, well, this weird jukebox, you have to fill in all the slots before it'll work. I wonder who thought of that. Um, but you get to pick your own soundtrack that plays throughout any given level. And they have like 13 pages of six or seven tracks that you can choose from. And you can just mix and match and put whatever you want to in. And it ranges from, it's all sort of electronic. Uh, some of it's sort of down tempo, kind of chill. And some of it's more like heavy or, or um, synthy or, or whatever. And it works out. Did you out. buy the vinyl? Uh, I will. The thing is, I did not, and I missed it because on the first pressing because I didn't know what it was. I'm like, well, I've never heard of this game. Uh, but I will now because uh, it's it's quite good. Oh, soundtrack's on Spotify. Uh, I, I listen to it. Listen to it. It's good, and it works really well for the game too. It, you know, nothing. There are no wrong choices when it comes to the soundtrack for Valhalla. At least up to this point, I've enjoyed everything I've heard from it. It's just a question of, you know, what mood are you trying to build? Because they let you preview the tracks, and actually, in between levels, you you kind of go to your apartment, Jill's Jill's wow, apartment. There's 44 tracks. It's a lot of music, and it's all really good. Like I don't think I've heard a track that I did not like. Save. Uh, yeah, save save mind. that one and listen to it. And I'll make sure, of course, to slot that into the into the show, the intro, the outro here. So you may already cool, have cool. heard some Valhalla, or you might be hearing it on the outro. But uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Uh, and again, it's on the Vita. Um, as far as the controls go, uh, there's you know allegedly there are some touch mechanics on this, and it might be just when you're doing the drinks. I've I've been using the stick. Uh, it kind of works with um, you know you sort of toggle the stick to the different. Uh, positions but it's mostly hitting x to progress dialogue basically um but uh yeah nice. i've been pleasantly surprised you know for such a simple idea which is again it's literally almost just like a visual novel with light bartending elements <laughs> i guess um pretty good and and like i said enjoyable and fun um i have found myself getting drowsy a couple times i'm sort of always drowsy and this does not help me to stay awake very sounds much. like my hotful boyfriend intentions yes yes every time i try to play that game i fall and i really just want to play it yes just to play it and yes. i always fall asleep yes i'm glad you brought up hotful boyfriend lap. i'm glad you brought that up because it's <laughs> it, it is very um that type of it, it is that it is a that lot type of reading of game. right yep it is, it is. And, but not, not unenjoyable reading, very enjoyable reading, but it's like after about 10 minutes, you're like, ah, oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh. Like yeah. Steins Gate, I have that too, and I want to play that. The, the only downside read, is, read uh, here's my problem, and this this is going to, I'm going to, I don't know, getting to be an old man, but uh, if, I, if I find that I don't remember the dialogue that just happened, there's no way to go back to it. So suddenly guys are talking yeah. about something, and I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about now. 
Um, so yeah. anyway, Valhalla. The opening of Hotful Boyfriend is just a lot of introducing you to all the characters, and then I just don't remember those. Yeah, characters. exactly. <laughs> this is so and so, and he's the uh, rich guy from the East Bench, and he's blah blah blah. Am I racist he because they like all a, look like birds? He looks like to a me. white pigeon. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, they like, like all look like birds. <laughs> so yeah, so Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. Uh, it's fifteen dollars on Vita. I'm not sure what it is on PC if you played on PC, but uh, kind of a fun little experience. Uh, Worth trying 15, out. Fifteen, I believe, on, is on PC as well. Yep, yeah, fifteen. And, uh, and it looks like there's an iPad and an Android version, a ta- oh. tablet version coming soon. Nice, nice. Get it on any any, any platform that you can. Um, but uh, yeah, just understand what it is that you're getting into. It's mostly reading, but it's enjoyable. So there you go. Cool, man. Cool. Legrand, what have uh, you been playing? Well, more of the same, uh, but some new stuff and, and new stuff in those same things. But uh, I continue to play Super Mario Odyssey. Um that game's still just really, really good. It's like every time I play it, I'm like, "Wow, this is great!" And I just play and just find moons. And um, I'm not. I, I've I've now finished uh, the water world that I was on, the forest land that you were in, and somewhere else. But I uh, every, every time I pop open that game, I, I just have a good time. Like that that game can't go wrong. I am coming around all. on it. I remember I kind of was a little bit down on it last time because I was like, "Well, there's too much to do." Um, I played it a little bit today and actually ended up getting like pro- probably my cumulative total. I probably got like 30 moons just playing mm-hmm. for like an hour. And so the thing that I was concerned about before was how, just like going to an area and being like, "Where do I go next?" Uh, it turns out it wasn't much of a problem today because I was just going everywhere and getting all the moons. I basically maxed out the forest land and moved on to the next world wow. and had a great time. So forest land's pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like every every world has a unique something that you can do with your hat, and that makes it fun, right? Yeah. A unique character or a unique something and it's fun to find secrets like it's really enjoyable when you're like ah like in the fireland i found the fireball brother you know remember remember how there were the hammer brothers and then they had boomerang brothers in mario 3 and then they had fireball Uh brothers i found the secret fireball brother in uh i fought some of those guys did you yeah in uh with the tanks in yeah oh i'm in a different place no no that's right the tanks there's tanks okay yeah but then there's also like these koopas that like throw fireballs yeah at the tanks do they well maybe you're not that far Maybe I'm not that far. Have you have you finished that world yet? Yes, I did. Yep, I maxed it. it out. I have a little on the map. With, it's an M now. It's a Mario because I beat it. You got all the moons. I think so. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah, I, I know. It's the only one. I want to go back and get them all now. Wow. That's right. Wow, wow, wow. That's right. I'm all right, man. man. Yeah. Well, there's 999 of them. Right oh, there, so Jesus. Good luck with that. Oh. Uh, yeah. So keep playing that. Also, um, so in Destiny Two. That game kind of got, hook, got its hooks in me this last week. That's kind of like all that. I played at night. I want to be there. I want to do then that. Come come join us on the PC. It's, it's No. There's, there's, there's dark side cookies here. I don't know. That's I, what they say, I right? bought the crap out of it on console. At least just sell, sell the shit out of it and buy it on PC. <laughs> like that's, that's a thing you can do with a console. You probably bought it digitally. Though, I did right? get it digitally, yep. Mm, that was a mistake. Just kidding. But buy it on PC. I have it on console and PC. All right. So... Anyway, so I uh, I happened to be able to run through the raid, the Leviathan raid, uh, last night. We cleared the entire thing. Um, so I want I kind of want to give my impressions, I guess, now that I'm have basically finished the game. I guess as far as the content itself. Yeah, I'm and interested. I haven't in this. done I haven't done everything in the game, uh, but I have. And by everything, I mean the, all the adventures and all the little right, story the things missions. you can go get, things like that. Finding that you can all do, the moves. 
Yeah, so once you hit like the max level in that game, your progression kind of turns into uh, doing the activities that are available to you. Uh, so be it world events or continuing the story or playing the crucible or running strikes. And then as you do that, you'll uh, get gear drops. You'll find engrams that you can, you know, take to the dude in the tower or whatever. And uh, you'll get new gear that is a higher level than what your gear is. And so if you happen to have a weapon that you like or a piece of armor that you like, you can then take that like piece of armor or um, weapon and fuse it into the other one, right? Um, and that makes the the original one more powerful. And this is all old news if you've played Destiny. Kind of, kind but of but the, but the fusion works. system you have to you have to fuse better armor into worse armor, right? Isn't that the isn't that the correct? Catch? And it, it's kind of a way of you keeping the armor that you actually want. So if you get a drop in it or whatever with armor, it's well, I guess there's different stats on different armor, especially once you get to like the. Uh, yeah, it, it comes into play more when you're actually running the raid. It's like, oh, I need more resilience, or oh, I need to make sure I have more recovery for this boss fight or something hmm. like that. Uh, so you can just, you know, you can swap out armor. There's also different, there's like little, um, I don't know, like a skill, I'm not going to say it's a skill tree, but different options you can select on a piece of exotic armor that you can make one have be more resilient or make one uh, have more mobility or something like and that. And can you so respect you have, that, or is that like you choose it and that's yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's, it's the same thing that they had in the last game where... Remember how your 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 skill tree had yeah, like you, you, you know, level eight up columns. Each one. You could pick one yeah. from each. Well, a weapon will have like two or three, and it was the same way I believe in Destiny One. But right. uh, I don't think I ever really paid attention to it in Destiny One. But I am in Destiny Two. Um, so yeah, I did a, I did a whole bunch of uh, whole bunch of Crucible matches. I have like all the Crucible gear armor pieces on me. Um, I've gotten a handful of a bunch of different exotic weapons, and I did a bunch of public events, and I got. You know, there's a whole lot of ways that just open up. So it doesn't matter what you do in the game. You're going to be getting, earning reputation. And as you earn these little tokens, you turn them into a dude at the tower and or the new social hub or whatever. I don't even know what it's called. And you turn in these items to the guy that's associated with them, and it increases your reputation. You fill a bar, and once the bar reaches max, you receive an engram from him that will contain specific gear that this guy has, hmm. right? Um, and, and when you get the gear, depending on what your current light level is, uh, chances are that item will be of a higher light level than what you have. And so, that's, so that, sort, kind of, of that sort of takes the place in Destiny 1. You would wear the, the mark of like the dead zone or, or whatever, those factions, and level up in that faction before they let you buy the gear, right? So now Well, they're they... back, but it's not that way anymore. But oh, yes, okay. it, it is, it's kind of like that, except for that once you... Every time you fill that bar, and the bar will, like, you can spend a night. You can maybe spend an hour playing, and you'll be able to fill up a bar and get a, a piece of Get gear. an engram, yeah. Um, and so that happens all the time. Like, you're always, always filling up gear. Like, I got done with the, the raid, and there's a new guy that appears once you've beaten the raid that you can turn in the raid uh, tokens to. Uh -huh. And uh, I got I had enough tokens after running the raid once to be able to get two additional pieces of gear, in addition to all the stuff that I got from the raid that night. Right? That's interesting. So it used to be that you'd finish a raid or something and you'd get random drops, but now they're well, sort you of do, you get that you... too, but you also get engrams. And the engrams will have a specific level. So if you get a legendary engram or an exotic engram, you hover over it and it'll tell you what the level of that engram is. Do you still have a crypt arc? Um, it doesn't seem like there's a crypt arc anymore. Yeah. There's a guy. Is there? Because it seems like you just like unlock the engrams as soon as you get them. Well, that's the, those aren't engrams. Those are just item drops. Oh, I see. Engrams are different. I see. Uh, I guess the, the 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 blue ones you get, and they're just items. The pink ones are the exotic ones or legendary ones, and those are the ones you have to decrypt from him. You never decrypt the blue one anymore. Oh, the blue gears it. are just random drops. So is it fun? Is it super awesome? This raid? Is it like worth it? 
It's uh, pretty cool. Uh, my light level is at was at two. I want to say two seventy seven ish going into it. Uh, I think you have to be two sixty before you unlock the raid. Um, it's called Leviathan. Um, I don't. I'm not really too. I don't really know what the story is behind it. From <laughs> what I can tell, it's like um, you've. From what I've heard, and and this is, the, I'm probably completely wrong. And Wesley's probably like super pissed right now. <laughs> what I'm gonna say, but Hi, you basically uh, you you beat the the big baddie in the in the campaign, and now there's this. You kind of have attracted the attention of this slumlord or this dude, like this job of the hut type character who invites you to his um, Leviathan ship or Leviathan whatever it is, and it is, and to go through a series of challenges to the point where you. You get to the raid and it's just this huge palace in front of you and it's all made of gold. It's really, really cool looking. And you're walking up the stairs and there's just these guards that are on the side of you. And your little uh, little mini map has got the little red things. So uh-huh. You know all these guys are bad guys, but they're not attacking you. But if you attack them, then they're just going to kick the shit out of you. And there's just huh. tons of them, right? So you're just walking up and you climb up to this palace and you have to go through the palace and there's all these different trials and challenges uh, in the palace. And so I think there's about maybe five... Uh, encounters. Some of them are may not even be a boss, but there's like one called um, the Gauntlet, uh, where it's kind of like a relay race of running these orbs around this ring while your buddies outside are coordinated with you to help you hmm. get through and um, some things like that. Uh, it definitely requires a lot, a lot of coordination. Um, and there's also this factor of if anybody dies, if you you only have a set amount of revives because um, you can revive people, right? So everybody can revive once per encounter. Um, and once you've used up those revives, then you can no longer revive. And once somebody's been dead for like 20 seconds, then you just lose automatically. The entire raid team just wipes. What? Um, so you have to be... Everyone playing in the raid has to be on their game, right? Wow. Like you can't you can't be screwing around. Uh, so it took us three hours to get through it. Um, some of them, Some of the encounters took us maybe, I don't know, eight tries, ten tries max maybe. Uh, some of them we did in like two tries, three tries. Uh, the final boss probably took us five or six tries. Um, I was go- I was rolling with a bunch of guys who had have all completed it before. I was the only one who hadn't done it before, um, so I was kind of learning everything. But I held my own. I you know did some good damage and I had some decent weapons that helped me do that. But so so if you wipe, you don't start the whole thing over. You just start at that encounter. Is that you right? start at that encounter? Okay, and it's really good bad. to just start. You start at the beginning of that room and you right. just kind of walk and you don't all have right, to run through bad. it. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it felt different than the Vault of Glass. I really liked the Vault of Glass. This was a very bright raid. It was really good to look at. And this Destiny 2 in general just looks phenomenal. It's like such a good-looking game. Huh. Um, and this and this raid is no exception. Uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I got some drops. I supposedly, according to the people I was playing with, got two of the rocket launchers that is apparently the best rocket launcher in the game. Wow. So it's kind of a waste of one of those drops. But So I you know disenchanted one of them or whatever. <laughs> um Got a handful of other weapons. I uh, got another really cool exotic rocket launcher. I got two rocket launchers and then uh, some armor pieces that I'm now wearing. So I've increased my light level to 285. Um, and I guess now my progression in the game is limited to um, running the raid and doing high-end PvP challenges. So mm. um, once you get to that point, like those engrams that drop and the rewards you get from the, the uh, reputation guys no longer... Are good enough to help you progress. Right, right. Well, um, they've got that expansion coming out when January. I think it's next month, man. Next it's month. Coming, well, they're they're trying. The thing is, is they're trying. 
like the game's already been out for PS4 for like two months, right? So I think they're they're trying to time the release of the expansion pack on PC and console at the same time, right? Uh, so for PC, it seems fast, right? Like we just barely got to the raid, and now there's another raid coming out. Uh, but supposedly, I guess the raid is just going to be expanded content in the same area, this Leviathan thing. Hmm. Um, so that's what I read, the Trials of Osiris or whatever it right, is. Right, right, right. Uh, so it's just going to be like new challenges, uh, reworked areas and bosses and more encounters in this. Well, slick. Um, this thing. So yeah, it's good, man. It's um, I'll probably run it again. I, I only ran the Destiny One raid, the Vault of Glass, like maybe twice um, before I kind of stop playing destiny forever right um this game it still has a lot for me in the crucible i believe i i did spend a lot of time this last week playing the crucible uh some with friends some by myself um i'm pretty good at it if i must say so myself i I do okay so that that's always good when you can win um (laughs) and get some kills at the same time uh it's definitely a different game than just your run and gun um you know, Call of Duty because there is some strategy in right. using your grenades yeah, and, and your super abilities, uh, your melee and your supers. Uh, you're you know, swapping your weapons for different weapon types, picking up the heavy am- ammo that spawns in locations from time to time, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, Crucible in that game I think is really really strong. Yeah, that and, basic formula you know, still works. They, I think they did a good job with that, and it's good they carried it over. Yeah, no, no surprise that Bungie made a good shooter, a competitive right. shooter, right? Uh, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll keep poking around that. I may level another character. My son really wants to play and run the raid, and while I have it on PS4, uh, it might be that I sell that version and get him a PC version, and he can play on my other computer, and we can play together. So hmm. that would be fun. I would like to. I would enjoy doing that with him, and I know that he's good at Destiny and knows the game and can play it. So yeah, hey, sure it would be cool if they just did cross-platform. Yeah, that that would be that would be great for everything but Crucible. I bet they never <laughs> thought of that, Bungie. If you're listening. Great right? idea for you. This one's free. Yeah, and it's all part of Battle.net. Like they do with... Well, I guess it's not cross-platform on Overwatch, but Battle.net something exists on PS4 and Xbox, right? Yeah. Uh, just because of Overwatch. So... Yep. Yeah, well, Overwatch and the same thing is like with Epic, too. They have, like, you log into your Epic account. And that's how... I think that's how the Fortnite glitch happened, where Xbox and PlayStation 4 people got to play for an evening, one magical Right, they're evening. all the same servers. It's the same code base. Yeah. It's hitting the same logic and the same servers it's just yep. Yep, they yep, were yep. just segmented you know the, who can access whatever servers it's all just this you know yep ones and zeros it's an right? artifice it is an artifice yeah. it is the net code is the same across all the platforms i'm sure yep. that's true but anyway and folks uh your artifice uh your game bite show podcast for this evening has sadly come to an end but fear not fear not everybody we will be back uh to talk to you about the games that uh are in the news, things that are coming out, new releases, news, stuff that's going on. We'll get to talk to you again about Battlefront. Hopefully we'll know a little bit more about what's going on there with Battlefront 2. We will have uh, all kinds of news. I don't even know what's coming up. Who knows? I haven't been paying attention. Uh, Game, game, uh, the Game Awards, the Keeleys are coming up. We'll probably talk about that. Yeah, vote vote for your Keeleys, everybody. The Game Awards. Vote for Dr. Disrespect. (laughs) Right on. That dude is my favorite. I, I voted for Dale Jones. Dale Noted, Jones East, East Noted, Notable what Gamer. Is it, uh, what, what was the name of that category? Oh, yeah. Trending Gamer. Trending Gamer, Dale Jones. That's right. Game by <laughs> Show Podcast. Vote for him. Uh, but if you'd like to reach out to us on social media, you can do so. We are uh, on Twitter at Game by Show collectively. You can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, you can find me at Legrand. And you can also find Trending Gamer Dale Jones at Count Elmdor. And uh, Esports Player of the Year Jared Red Dunn is at R-E-D underscore I. Vote for him on the Keelys. Um, you know, you may know that we have a Twitch.tv channel over at Twitch.tv slash Show. Uh, this past week, 
What did we play? I forget. Oh, we played Battlerite. We tried out Battlerite. Uh, I installed it, and I watched some streams of it. I want to play it. Yeah, you should watch so. our stream over at uh, youtube.com slash show where you can find our archive there. We lost our butts. Um, because I was using... That game's a, not easy, especially if you're new at it, Especially right? if you're using a Steam controller, which I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't play together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to play against me, if you want to play against me, reach out to me on Twitter, let me know, and you can beat me up in Battle Right. Um, you can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com. Find our back catalog of podcasts. Pick one at random. Go back over the last two and a half years and find something good. Let us know what you listen to. There's a lot of good stuff back there. We do a good job. I don't mind saying so. We're a good podcast. And uh, tell your friends what a good podcast we are. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, over Thanksgiving, maybe. I, I know we've got a holiday coming up here. Uh, maybe at the table saying grace. Uh, mention the Game Bite Show podcast to everybody, and I know they'll all listen. That's just how Spread it works. some Thanksgiving cheer. Yeah, absolutely, with the Game Bite Show. Uh, so, folks, that'll do it for your episode tonight. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we will see you next time. See ya. <laughs>